I have to? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I was thinking of making a spin-off from Breaking Bad. could be a few years later when Walter Jr. decides to take up the family business. They could call it Walking Bad. Hello, listener, and welcome to the latest episode of Tables, Lads and Chairs, the third best Carmarthen-based conversational podcast available for you to listen to today on whatever your podcast retrieval app of choice is. I'm one of your hosts, Ray Hewson. Still no nickname. Joined by the dick to my dom, <laughs> Steph Hughes. It's an acknowledgement of my dick, that's quite nice. Mm. Mm. And Danny Crane. Hello. I'm like an ant without a deck. Should we, should we wrap it up there? <laughs> Please, subscribe to us on iTunes. We're on iTunes, it's great. Review us, give us as many stars as you'd like. Five being the highest, one being the lowest. Is one the lowest or is zero the lowest? I reckon there's, you can probably you put zero choose. or half a star. No, you probably put you have one. To choose one. I think you have to choose one. So, uh, that, that's on the point. Uh, we're on SoundCloud as well. Please follow us on there. Uh, you can actually comment on the individual episodes. And also we're on Facebook, so... Drop us a little message on there. If you'd like, you can listen to this podcast and refresh the page seven or eight times. That helps us out as well. Could you not? <laughs> Could you not? <laughs> no, Could do it. Do you it. not? Do it. I want us to feel like we have a genuine sense of accomplishment when we record this show. <laughs> it's, it's like electoral fraud. It's only frowned upon. <laughs> it's only for us. So we're only wrong. doing it for like ourselves. We're not, I don't know. It just seems wrong. Well, actually, no, we're not doing it for ourselves. ourselves we're doing it Rachel. for the image of other people. And that one pound donation we get every month. One, one pound month. donation. You can subscribe to us or pledge to us on Patreon, just like Elliot Williams did. On the last episode I mentioned, we had no Patreon subscribers because I hadn't checked it since probably about August. And uh, Elliot has been a Patreon or a patron since about October. So thank you, Elliot. Shout out to you. Got a good few dollars to use now. <laughs> I know, right? I've got four dollars from him. This is, this is pretty yeah. good. We figured out that if we keep this going and he keeps donating, I think in about 100 years' time, me and Ray might actually break even. <laughs> yeah, the investment we initially dropped on it. I'm always spending money on this f***ing venture of ours. Ray said the first swear word, not me. It's true. F*** yeah. I'm the host, I can do what I want. I'm the god that runs the pod. Pod god. Pod god. <laughs> Sounds really lame. And when I win that title in two weeks' time, I'll be the champ that runs the camp. Champ that runs the camp, that sounds... Pretty homoerotic. Mm, that's right. That's how I run my camp. So, so, gents, question for you. Seeing as Trump seems like he's here to stay, and he's going to make a pretty big cultural impact. He's going to make America great again. Okay. <laughs> it, it wasn't great before. <laughs> the question I have for you, which was actually posted by Danny Crane. Same Fan of the show. Fan of the show. Well, you're doing this very Shatner-esque today. What's going on? It's I'm it's leaning. He's had a stroke. Okay, I'm leaning forward. I've got one hand on my knee. I'm sort of at a, like, a weird angle right now. That's like a Shatner angle as well. <laughs> it is. Well, almost like a Riker angle, I think. It's more like a Riker oh, angle. Oh, yeah. I Riker someone today. So, it was amazing. I didn't Riker someone. I Rikered when there was no one around. It's fine. Carry the act on. of Rikering. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> the question was, in 30 years' time, they'll, they'll probably likely decide to make a biopic about Donald J. Trump. Who would cast him and why? So who would play John Trump? Yeah. John, who would John Trump. John, John we, Trump. Don't, we don't need to cast John, Mel- Melania or Melania, whatever her name is, or any of the other weird family. But... Well, Melania's probably not born yet, the actress that's going to play her, let's face it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can play one of his offspring. Have you seen the... You can play Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump. I, what is it again? Donald Dude, Trump. I look nothing like Donald Trump. If you side patterned your hair, like combed it backwards and sleeked it. I feel like I'm the kind of person he'd put behind the wall. <laughs> so, you, have you seen the Melania, or whatever her name is, um, petition they've got going on about freeing her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or messages? It's pretty dark. Yeah. So, gentlemen, who would you cast in the role of Donald J. Trump in the Trump biopic? Would they just call it Trump? Trump. Yeah. Trump. Or Donald J or something like that. Oh, like Edgar. Yeah. J. Edgar. Like yeah, something film. like that. Yeah, yeah. I get you, I get you. So, who am I? 
Steph Hughes. Shouldn't be called Fired the Trump Story. Oh, they'd have to go Dude, to he's going to have two terms. The fact he's in there now, the chances of having two terms is really high. That's scary, isn't it? Daniel Day-Lewis, I reckon be quite funny. He's going to be very old. Yeah, but... He's 50s if now. If we tell him now that he's going to be playing that part, that gives him the next 20 years to invest money, lose money, invest money, lose money, <laughs> assault people. Let's face it, we can't exactly describe Trump as someone that's aged well. Mm, it's true. There is a probably a 15-year... Uh, like range that you can play him within, yeah, and it would look reasonable. You need to have some sort of uh, sort of what's that bit there that they call that dangles jowl, jowl. No, the jowl's there. Right, like but a, that's like a the turkey neck thing, the bullfrog know? look, the bullfrog look. You need a bit of that. You need to have white around your eyes and the rest of your face be tanned. It's so weird. Well, you just got to sit on a, like a spray tan thing for a while. Mm, okay, so you're saying Daniel Day Lewis. He would get diehard into the role. He would actually try and run for the presidency. <laughs> He'd be awesome. I'd love it. He's so method. History, <laughs> history would literally repeat. <laughs> oh, he would as well. He'd be so brilliant. America would love it. Would he? He'd make America great for a second time. <laughs> he's, he's far more intense than Donald Trump. So I, I, was, I was thinking... People mellow in their old age. He'd be fine. The thing is, Daniel Day-Lewis would have to do a lot of transformation in the way he is. The person I'm thinking of is Donald Gleason for the role. So, Donald Gleason, he's in Black Mirror, he's in Force Awakens, and Dread. others. Dread. He's in Dread? Yeah, he's the cyber guy, hacker guy. Oh, right, okay, the hacker man. man. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think he'd be great. <laughs> Kung Fury. By that time, his sort of fast, young metabolism will have burnt out, and he would, be pu- he would have put on weight. He has the same hair colour. Requires a bit of combing and finagling to make it look <laughs> quite as impressive and pompadoury as a Donald D. Trump. But I feel like he could do the role justice. Uh, I'd choose Will on it. <laughs> Can you just imagine Lego Batman? <laughs> I'm Batman. But like that's it's, he's pretty much just like an egomaniac, and it's just epitomizes Trump. Mm. Uh, like because Will on pretty much always plays the same kind of character, and I think he'd just be perfect for Trump. That's fair. Like, we, we were playing that that Donald Trump VR experience where yeah. you're, you're sitting as him in the Oval Office, where he which he has changed to a square office because squares are better than ovals, <laughs> and it was almost like a Will Arnett monologue going yeah. through the whole thing. It was great. And that, I could see what you mean with that. And, I mean, Will Arnett, he's never had that breakout role. That could be the Oscar role he gets when he's in his 60s to really okay. his 70s. <laughs> but can you just imagine him like literally just doing like a Job quote as Trump and he's like he's doing his tax returns and he's like hiding shit and he's just like, illusions, father. <laughs> well, the other thing he says... Um, I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, That's the other, like one of the, the other catchphrases. Yeah, I can't imagine Trump ever saying that. I can make it. I can probably imagine him saying, "You've made a huge mistake." Yeah, oh, I don't know, mate. I think after his eight years, when he's withered and broken down, I feel like he would do a shoot interview, and it would be disastrous. America, you've you've made a huge mistake. Right? <laughs> how dare you not elect me a third time? <laughs> it's not how it works, Donald. <laughs> so, boom. <laughs> Maybe all three of them. Hmm? Maybe all three of them playing like different errors oh, of Trump. <laughs> oh, you're thinking of like the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, where the character yeah. randomly <laughs> changes throughout. Obviously, the reason behind that was was you go into Trump's dreamland, <laughs> where he just like gets all of his ideas. It's like he dreams Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe there isn't like Trump News or something by now. Just like 24 hour stations going down. Have you seen what Donald Trump's done today? That's pretty much what his Twitter feed is. Oh, that's that? amazing. He seems like a a man who's very easily influenced. Uh, I can imagine he would watch things like The Kingsman, and he would see <laughs> the he would, he would like see that. the idea like oh the idea of a one single sort of broadband and phone network all free for everyone ever, like with with a, with a total sort of mission of control. <laughs> he would be okay with that. Be right up, Donald Dre's. John Donald Days. Donald yeah, Day. Daniel Day. Trump. Can we just call him Donny? <laughs> Donny boy. The Trump. Donde esta, Mr. Trump? <laughs> you know that on Pokemon Go, my Flareon is still called the Donald. <laughs> Whenever I reinstall that game and log in, it just pops up as my most powerful Pokemon. And I've Pokemon got Go. a new Pokemon game. I got a 2DS the other day, and there's a Pokemon in it. Looks looks exactly like Donald Trump. has the same hair. So any of you guys out there, or gals, thinking of what console to buy, thinking Nintendo, thinking PlayStation, thinking Xbox, thinking PC, uh, buy 2DS. <laughs> Seems like the most value for money. That's what I did. Yep. Sound investment. Boom. Boom. It's probably worth mentioning right now, me and Ray are very tired. 
We were so if we do we splur words today, we're not drunk. Splur. Splur. Splur words. Splur. I'm good to splur. Splur. I'm going to blot my words. Dracula. I'm going to blot my words. Blot. That's a bloody fart. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Excrement. Excrement. Yeah, we're doing our best here. The last episode was so stressful. Mm. SoundCloud would not perform for me. Okay, SoundCloud could not get it up. <laughs> it was annoying. It just wouldn't upload. It just wouldn't upload. It was so frustrating. I got very annoyed. It was more kind of sound mist because it was closer to the ground. Wouldn't go up there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Danny, I wouldn't have the foggiest. Let's not do this. Let's move on quickly. It was a mystery. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Oh, Steph, always trying to rain on our parade. <laughs> oh, he just hates us because we're spitting out jokes. Tenuous? Mm, tenuous enough, I like it. <laughs> so, about a spot of nudes. I'm still thinking of a pun. No, I haven't got it. Let's all wait. <laughs> listener, <don't, laughs> listen, if you hear silence, or the lack of sound, therefore silence, the, the episode hasn't paused, you haven't accidentally closed the app down, Steph's thinking. <laughs> I got nothing. Oh, dead air is such a horrible thing to have on a podcast. I got nothing. Nothing at all. No podcast. No, no. no Come podcast. on, I'm going to give you a, a word, and you're going to try and do some of it. Sleet. What can you make a pun out of that? Sleet. Feet. Wow. Oh, okay, let's just get out of this. Steph mm-hmm. can't pun. So that's fine. So um, a spot of news. I do believe Stefan Hughes has some news. Which one do you want first? Because I got two. I actually got one piece of news and another. Just random question a baker's dozen <clears throat> not a baker's dozen at all project your voice you prick oh, that's what you're doing I thought you were going to grow my beard no get closer to the microphone grow the beard grow the beard by the way you can now rent Harry Potter's cupboard under the stairs why like would you do that house. in the actual house you can rent out his cupboard under the stairs why would you do that that's just a really sh** experience it's like I don't know oh I want to experience Jaws I, I know I'm going to go and fight a great white shark that seems like a, a fun film experience and Frank's attic Ooh. You can't actually live there, though. That's an actual museum. Yeah, but now. do they expect you to write a diary when you're up there? <laughs> uh, but anyway, so you can actually live in Harry Potter's closet under the stairs. Ideally, if you're five foot four, which Daniel I'm, Radcliffe is. Which I'm just about. Daniel Radcliffe's just about there. <laughs> but it's going to cost you, obviously, to rent that place. How much do you think that a area night? of. Just do, do you pay for a night or a week? A or? week. How much do you reckon a week in Harry Potter? Well, you have to buy a week. You have to buy a week. Of course you do. You're, that's, rent, that's you're renting. It's, actually, it's the, an actual rented property. Think about the back problems. Oh, the agency fees you have to pay to mm. get into his uh, his closet. So, um, uh, uh, £200 a week. I like it's high. more than that. Oh, it's, more, it's less No, than yeah. It's only £130 a week. But it is, it is a cupboard under the stairs. It is a cupboard under the stairs. Only. But you do have to pay between £50 and £60 each month for gas and electric. So you have to contribute to the families. That's more than I pay every month for gas and electric. And you live in a cupboard under the stairs. Is anyone actually taking on this offer? uh, Not yet, I don't think. Uh, No sounding offers yet, but... Do you reckon we should just, like, build a house just full of staircases and have loads of, like, cupboards under the stairs and we can have the Harry Potter experience? We spend a night in this. Harry Potter, the early years experience. Yeah. Ray already has a cupboard under the stairs. He doesn't have a staircase. No, that it is a cupboard under the stairs. It's just stairs that I do not have access to. Yeah, so it's not raised stairs. Do they have to be? It's raised cupboards. I feel like they have are to they, be. Are they Harry Potter stairs? No. no. Yeah, but you They're don't, the Dursleys. Yeah, but you don't live in the same house that has the stairs. You live in a flat below the stairs. I live in a house, a very big house in the country. <laughs> All right. I got the reference, yes. Cool. I didn't. Sorry, was that too quick? Was it almost a blur for you? I hate you people, I hate puns. So anyway, you can live in Harry Potter's... <laughs> you can live in Harry Potter's cupboard under the stairs for a mere £200 a week, essentially. £130. £130 a week plus bills. Which you're probably not going to use any of it because you're living under a stairs. You can't exactly fit a TV in it, can you? He's got a small like ceiling bulb with a, a pull cord to it, if I remember correctly. And that takes up a lot of electricity, does it? Apparently. Just move a generator in there, it'd be fine. So you have to, like, poo in there as well. Have you got, like, a little um, bedpan? What was the policy on Harry Potter's bowel movements? I don't J.K. Think Rowling, I don't, yeah, I don't think she went into that. I've never actually seen anyone in any of the Harry Potter films ever take a piss. 
Chamber of Secrets it all goes to. Well, they have a because they, yeah, they have those toilets, but no one ever uses them. <laughs> they piss into the goblet of fire. <laughs> if they, if they never poop, does that mean that their poop is the prisoner of Azkaban? <laughs> oh god! I'm not a muggle. Is muggle like a racial <laughs> slur? Hmm. I'm just gonna start calling no, no, I think, muggle on this. No, I, I know I, it's their word for like a normal person. But... No, no. I, 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 this is this is where it goes. Uh, I, muggle, I think, is the the normal word for it. Uh, Mudblood. Is the, yeah, is the but I don't slur. like being called a muggle. <laughs> Maybe we're not. <laughs> it's like because you wish you're a wizard. I'll be honest. I've moved so much in the last few years. I could have had a letter. I could have. I would never have known. But oh. he was unfortunate enough not to have a chimney. Did they come down the chimney they in the, the end? Letterbox. The yeah, but then they come down the chimney in the end when like, That's like a shit been a, mail man. Yeah, you know, it's been like evaded for so long and it just kind of starts coming everywhere, doesn't it? So Ray, no, you haven't had a letter. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Danny. Poor what's, guy. what's your other piece of news? My other Scroll piece boy. of news is uh, what happened to Crystal Palace. Well, <laughs> when I say what happened to Crystal Palace, what Crystal Palace did last week. What Crystal Palace? Crystal Palace. Screw Crystal, Crystal Palace. Palace. <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. Go on, Karen. Uh, so last week, Crystal Palace were playing Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough had to obviously come down from Middlesbrough, the north. Scotland. No, it's Scot- not Scotland Scot- at all. Scotland. Oh, Scotsland. Scotsland, the north. The north, okay. King of the, King of the north. <laughs> Scott Hansen. King of the north. Friend of the podcast. He was on last week. So we go back to... and listen to it, then come back and listen to this episode again. He had to come down from Scotsland. And so obviously they got an other plane from Middlesbrough and landed in... Uh, where do they live? London. So Palace is in London, isn't it? Crystal yeah. Palace is pa- in London. Yeah, yeah. And the Crystal Land- Palace is next to the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> it actually used to exist, though, an actual Crystal Palace... Yeah. It was made of glass. Okay. Yeah, massive conference happened there, and I can't remember what it was now. Benjamin Disraeli was that's there. That's the one, that's the, Yeah, Disraeli did his massive speech at the Crystal Palace. Linking uh, back to an old episode we did. <laughs> was that the rivalries? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Sweet. Oh, well done, Danny. That was good. I completely forgot about that. But yeah, anyway, so they caught the, the plane down to uh, Crystal Palace, and Crystal Palace uh, Football Club sent over the Crystal Palace team bus to pick up the Middlesbrough players and then drive them to the stadium which is nice and fair enough so they drove them to the stadium so they drove them to the stadium (laughs) we were meant to be on radio silence Steph Uh, so Middlesbrough grabbed the Crystal Palace team bus into the Crystal Palace stadium Uh, Middlesbrough actually beat Crystal Palace I think did they? can't remember it was a week ago I hope so I dislike Alan Pardew (laughs) Pardew's not in charge anymore (laughs) No, but he leaves his stink on things. He does, he does. Uh, so, obviously, Middlesbrough won. And Crystal Palace fans, in a weird source of vengeance, found the Middlesbrough team bus, which then they, which they then attacked, graffitied and spray-painted the words Crystal Palace onto the side of, not realising it was their actual own team bus. And it was actually done quite well. I mean, Really, it, really well. Like they put a lot of attention into it. It was, you know, it was spray-paint, it was aerosolised paint, but... It was quite un- well, the thing is, they can kind of leave that there, and it's not going to be inaccurate. I, I know, but the fact that they vandalised their own bus, it cost them. But then again, the estimation that was posted of like the value, yeah. like the amount of damage, it was like 80 grand's worth of damage yeah. done to the side of that. Really? It's ridiculous. I, uh, listen, I would do that for half the price. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. 40 grand, I reckon I could clean a bus. Pay, pay me 10 grand, I'll get some of that Dyson Zorb, I'll rub it all over <laughs> it, it'll come right off. Bloody Sif. great. Easy stuff. Bit of Sif. <laughs> So it works, isn't it? I don't clean very often. <laughs> I reckon, so. fill it back. <laughs> I reckon it's probably because you have to take it to a special bus garage. Like a normal garage, you're not going to fit a bus in, are you? <laughs> bus garage. Yeah, there must be fit like it around the side of this house. Be fine. <laughs> take it to the bus house. <laughs> bus boy. <laughs> okay. Boom. That's my second piece of news. All right. Okay. So um, the 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 third and final piece I wanted to mention. Uh, isn't necessarily new, but new to me. <laughs> so I'm seeing us on the centre of the universe. It's kind of appropriate that I talk about it. So uh, I, I was That's on Reddit. Ass, by the way. I was on Reddit the other day, and on the Today I Learnt section, always useful, um, and I found out about a particular group called the Hand Angels. And before I... <laughs> the Hand Angel. Uh, I, I verified it to make sure it was actually legitimate before I mentioned it on the podcast. Uh, and to my disgust, it was real. So the, the Hand Angels are a volunteer group started by a 
Taiwanese uh, paraplegic. I thought you were going to say a tyrant then. He could be a bit of a tyrant, <laughs> never mind. Uh, his name was Vincent. I, I forget the surname. Strong Taiwanese name. <laughs> Vince. There is a Vincent Tan, but he's not Taiwanese. Chinese, he owns Cardiff City. He's he a spy for Swansea, apparently. <laughs> so, so Vincent, he, he started this company, uh, Hand Angels, this volunteer group. Uh, the whole idea is to su- uh, supply or provide relief to disabled people. I remember this now. I've read about this. Yeah? Yeah, you've read about this. So they they are pretty handy. They, they, oh. they relieve them of their sexual tensions. And it, it seems almost seedy because they, they sneak them away to motels to do it. But, I mean, you, you read into it and there's some like stories from there, some uh, sort of testimonials almost from uh, people who have, you know, they're quadriplegic, they're unable to go find a girlfriend and, you know, the, the only people they see are their parents and they can't exactly say to them that they've got these sexual urges. It's not something they can talk to them about. So they, they, they get taken to a motel. How do they order these things? Relieved. I don't know how they communicate. Is there some sort of signal they put to the sky or... <laughs> like, I don't really or like a hand signal. <laughs> just BJ. It's just like a, like a big floodlight and it's just a hand going... <laughs> You can't see what I'm doing now, listener, really but I'm good. tossing off the air around me. Toss off the microphone. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in one way, it's good, but it, it has a seediness. They they have a policy of no nothing else other than hand jobs, and it's very clinically done. They wear rubber gloves. Yeah. Uh, they don't look at them when they do it. It's just sort of a sitting next to them. But it made me bear the question of like, do you get to choose your volunteer? What kind of so and what, is it like? What, what if you can't? Obviously, you is can't. Is it always women? Is it only women that do it? Or I don't men? know. And this is the worry. I mean, what if you get what well, Bernard from down the road? Yeah, or like uh, a, a sailor, a sailor who's back from sea, <laughs> like rugged, rough hands. He's been wearing gloves, but what kind of gloves? Right? Are they wearing like marigolds? No, no, I can't no. think of anything that would put me off more if someone turned up in a pair of marigolds. But like I said, it's clinical. They're wearing sort of medical gloves. Those um... goalkeeper gloves. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be handling balls, so... Mm, that's true. Oh. <laughs> no? When they finish them, they go, Goal! I don't think they do. But, I mean, it's the whole thing reminded me of uh, Legit. Yeah. With the, the whole Jim Jeffries story. When the guy finishes... I heard all of that. When the guy finishes, right? Mm-hmm. Or, girl, or girl, or girl. I don't, girl I don't think they Sometimes specified. there's a little bit of an awkward silence when you finish up. Anyway... So, when that happens... Don't that turn be... away from the microphone. What are you pointing oh. at? <laughs> I don't know. You're pointing at an empty I mean, space on my sofa. Once the guy's, like, finished, like, what happens then? Do they just sort of, like, they take them back home. to each other? And no, because uh, What I, happens? They, they just be like, well, thank you, thank just you. Just abandon them in the motel. <laughs> well, they, they are left in the care of this person who's taken them to the motel, <laughs> so they have to be taken back. They may be an That's awkward drive home. Me. They're not even dressed them back. I can imagine that. Just <laughs> over the shoulder naked. I'm pretty certain there's some cleanup involved. But the service is interesting, and just so you know, I mean, it's not something, if you volunteered, you would want to put on your CV, but it just... I think that's like... quite a nice thing to do. Like, I'm going to go out there and say that. <laughs> Shout out to the hand angels. Oh, come on, if you're a quadriplegic, you'd want someone to toss you off. No, of course. I, I, I have no problem with the service at all. When I told Bri about it, she was mortified... And that's when I sort of read the testimonial. Even then, she still thought it was just completely wrong. Oh, what? Just because they're quadriplegic, they shouldn't have... Hmm. Oh, that's horrible. Hmm. No, I don't think that was her feeling. Yeah, I don't, think it, I don't think it was blame on the quadriplegics. <laughs> they made their choice. <laughs> no, not at all. You're God, watched, I'm bashing the disabled today. Remember, I started it with Walter Jr. Yeah. You're an evil person. <laughs> I feel like Helen Keller deserves a shout. Oh, she hasn't been mentioned in a while. Mentioned for When's her birthday again? Poor bitch. June something. June 30th. And on to the main event. So, I'm fighting. Like, I spent a day in London. Like, if anyone walks past me, I'm just shoulder barging them. Hmm. Probably that's what you do there. You're not supposed to shoulder barge them. It's more something that happens. I spent, like, the first 20 minutes being in London being shoulder barged by everyone else. (laughs) One man. When I'm in London, I don't get shoulder barged by people. I think that's just you. They take a wide berth around (laughs) you. Take a wider run around you. Because you're fat. That's another callback (laughs) to um, a previous episode. 
This is the this is almost like a clip show this episode. We, it's got so many callbacks. It's appropriate because the event is about comebacks. Dur, 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 dur. Greatest comebacks in history, or most relevant, most important ones that you enjoyed the most. And uh we'll start with uh Danny. Senior Crane. See. Senior Crane. Okay, so Senior Crane, one more Windex. Windex. Yeah. It's very important, Windex. Even if you drink that you probably die. Fact. <laughs> you can't say you will probably die. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> well, it is a fact. Stop being so non-committal, Danny. <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> All I know is my gut says maybe. <laughs> so, we got that? Uh, for mine, I picked, uh, well, the return of the R-rated film, which is probably the equivalent to a 15 or 18 to us, but mm-hmm. since the film market is mostly American, uh, it's, it's just... With lots of action films, historically, especially 80s ones, a lot of them kind of had R ratings... And you know they, you know they did good money. People enjoyed them. Uh, you know, you could actually, I believe in America, you could go and see them. You could still go and see them now, but with parents and stuff. But there's been a bit more of a crackdown on that. Uh, so throughout the kind of like kind of into the '90s, into the 2000s, you started seeing a lot more family films. So things get in what a PG-13 in America or 12A here. Uh, you started seeing a lot more of that, and you just saw a decline in kind of. Just violent, fun action films, which is a bit of a pity. Kind of grew up on those. <laughs> at my young age. Yeah. I don't know, just for example, if you look at something like, uh, what, Alien vs. Predator as an example, you look at the Alien and the Predator franchise, historically those have been what would be called R-rated material. But I'm pretty sure when Alien vs. Predator came out, that was a PG-13 film. No way. It was a 12. Really? It, a 12 it couldn't have been a PG. Fact the, check. The second one certainly was, because I remember seeing that in the cinema. Alien vs. Predator was PG-13. Shit, son. Fact. PG-13, not PG. Uh, audible sigh. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that, that's kind of an example of a franchise. Terminator's another example. Terminator 3 was a 12A, PG-13. And shit. Yeah, but you're starting to see a comeback now. And I'd pretty much say that, you know, you've got the expendable sums that were kind of trying to make that comeback and maybe they kind of got the foot in the door but you've only really started seeing it I'd say since Deadpool really that's kind of quite a game changer you had a superhero film which historically have always been marketed as family films like even if Zack Snyder's trying to do something incredibly dark the studio's still like yeah but you're making it PG-13 and it became a bit of a special event with Deadpool when it was made official that it was going to be R-rated I think they did a little Ryan Reynolds vignette about it. Yeah. So they knew how significant it was to actually say, this is going to be R-rated, we're going to exclude a huge amount of our audience and rely on, like, pure fan base. Yeah. You know, and sort of trust in what we're doing with the IP, which is impressive, and most studios won't do that. But it was lower budget. R-rated in general usually are, though. So they were willing to take a risk, but then it did more money than any X-Men film before it has despite losing this core family audience. Although not ever will, because Logan. Yeah, but that's where you start to see the turn now, because Logan is an R-rated film or a 15 by UK standards, and that's just come out. Uh, Steph has seen that, Ray and I haven't yet. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yep. Can you watch it so I can talk about it, please? Yeah, we'll we'll watch it. Um, Well, the day the podcast is released. (laughs) But, yeah, it's just you're starting to see that turn. There's a bit more kind of want for these kind of films that like John Wick that's like a proper old it's almost very reminiscent of an old school action film and I think that's part of that as well so something I was reading about with John Wick well reading there was a, a, a video actually uh, it was about the training Keanu Reeves went through yeah he went through four months straight of eight hour days of pure martial arts training yeah I think I've read that it's before bloody intense it's because he had no one to talk to no, you you watch him, mate. They they were saying like throughout the whole thing, uh, I, you can he looks pretty dopey when he's doing it. <laughs> then they were saying that like he was like he's like the first in, like he always comes in a couple of hours early, leaves a couple of hours late, and he's impressive. But like, as a martial artist, think about it, with the Matrix, he was trained for that as well. Yeah, you know? and he he has that background there. But it was you watch the video, it'll amaze you. Okay, it'll change your mind about Keanu Reeves. I don't think so. And also the Nerdist podcast interview with him would also change your mind. I had a hiccup just then. I tried to conceal it. Does he talk in it? 
a lot. Nope. He's quite well spoken when he's not in Bill and Ted. <laughs> he's not trying to talk. <laughs> My memories of like 18 year old films is always just watching them as a kid, like you said. And I remember when I was like 16, 17, I was really excited to be 18 so I could watch 18 year old films and none of them ever f-ing came out. Yeah, like usually if you get a film that's like an 18 these days, it's more because it's just. It's not like a violent action film usually. It's something of really mature themes, like... Well, it, it, it's probably part of what they class as an 18 now. Like, they're very specific about things like uh, stabbing. So a stabbing is a good example. You could have someone get impaled by a sword, and the, but they use a very specific word, penetration. <laughs> if you see the point of penetration, it immediately gets bumped up to the next yeah, level. Yeah. And they have very specific criteria nowadays, so... Just tackling a certain theme, let's say like uh, you know LGBT sort of yeah. uh, taboos, almost that would almost bump it straight up to an eighteen rating. Well, another thing is swearing as well. Like mm. you're allowed a certain mm. amount of f bombs in a film. Like I think it's in a twelve, so you're allowed yeah. one f bomb yeah. anymore, and it's certification. Uh, Gratification goes up, no which is bizarre. Like all. if you've already dropped it in the film, it doesn't really matter how gratuitous it is. But it's usually safe for a very uh, important critical moment. moment. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just going to be like stubbing a toe at the start of the film. Like <laughs> Days of Future Past is always the best one in it. Speaking of which, not Days of Future Past. Uh, you might be able to tell in the last episode I completely gave up on censoring for about twenty minutes of the podcast. Like the first swear word I think I caught, and then it was. No censoring until about 20 minutes in. I did a couple more and I left it again. What made you give up? It right? was so half assed. He fed up good. <laughs> was there a lot of swearing that swearing last week? There was there was a lot of swearing stuff, yeah. Was there? I don't no, know. No, I think we're overdue. Censorship duck. Fuck The fact the fact that I get warnings on Facebook that if censorship duck doesn't say something soon, its page will be deleted. So we say something controversial. They'll be plucking him off Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) The old Bill are after him. (laughs) (laughs) What? That makes no sense. Duck Bill. Duck Bill? That's what the the, the beak Beak of a a duck is called. What? The beak? No, it's called a a bill. Bill. It's called the beak. No, a a beak has almost um, a symmetrical meeting to it. Like in whereas, ducks have. Whereas a bill has like quite an over... A flat, kind of. Like one solid structure, then one soft one. It's a f- beak. No, it's a bill. Like it's a duck bill platypus. It's a beak. Uh, it's a beak. It's a bill. It's a beak. It's a bill. I'm not calling it a bill. If I start calling it a bill around people, they think I'll st- I'm stupid. We already think you're <laughs> stupid, mate. It's a beak. How do we get from R-rated films to a duck? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> duck. Continue. Sorry. Uh, but the first film, uh, 18 film I actually saw in the cinema was Rambo. Okay. That, the last good Sylvester Stallone film. Mm. The one where they chuck their children in the bomb. I've not seen it. Have you not seen it? It's a really dark film. It's quite good. Have you seen f- it? Yeah. What was the Did first 18 you watched in the cinema, Ray? Probably never seen one. He's probably so young. Um... That's not a diss, I'm just saying. I can't remember my first um, cinema one. I can remember the first 18 I saw, which was uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. Oh, yeah. Uh, which uh, was on VHS, and we rented it from Sparring in Sandilo. Uh, it was pretty impressive. I, I enjoyed the film. Still a good film. It was mostly a musical as well. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, like, that was my childhood, because I, I, I didn't grow up with... Disney films, so that was, you know, my childhood cartoon. And that, that was your Aladdin. <laughs> that and Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon, all of that good stuff. Good stuff. So next up, next one. You're both looking at me. We'll just step for a second. You're, you're the anchor man. I'm the anchor man. <laughs> you're kind of a big deal on, on Steph's ship. You're in charge of the anchor. <laughs> Maritime expert has returned. <laughs> what would he call his ship? The Defiant. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. He wouldn't. It'd be the RMS Enterprise. <laughs> and he'd love ordering you around. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. That was a rather good joke. Ugh. Somebody save me. Get me a lifeboat. 
Are you waiting for me? Or yeah, we're looking looking at no, you. No, I mean, mate. I'll, I'll I'll go next. This is one that I thought was wholly a good thing until Steph today mentioned how there was a, a downside to such a really good uh, comeback, something that is quite exciting, and that sort of return of a culture, and that's uh, vinyl. So vinyl making a comeback. <laughs> uh, I was being so petty when he mentioned it. I know. You, I think I caught you in a bad mood. But, uh, yeah, the, the idea, I mean, I think all of us, we all have vinyl players. Yeah. And it wasn't done ironically. We generally just enjoy... The, the sound I mean the culture of it like when we went up to uh, like a place like Kelly's in Cardiff yeah it's a thriving thriving sort of community almost there and they're sort of really chatty nice people all around the place there except for those two kids who stole CDs from Kelly's which was disappointing yeah and I watched them do it and you said nothing kind of like Peter Parker when it's just like <laughs> then you find they've, they've gone and killed your uncle <laughs> I don't see the pub but that's my problem yeah I go outside Scott Hansel's laying on the side <laughs> so but has brought back destroy you even beyond the grave but vinyl has helped me sort of discover music that I, I wouldn't have otherwise otherwise listened to I mean you go there you see someone's 50p like a whole album for 50p Absolutely, yeah, you're going to go for that. That's just incredible. out of curiosity, just to see, yeah. Mm. I mean, we had some pretty interesting ones. I mean, um, what are they called? Totem Terrors, a Welsh band. Amazing art. And that's sort of the thing. is like there's the art on the covers. That's sort of something that's coming back as well. Yeah. And some sort of unusual ways of, of like, the Totem Terrors vinyl is, like, clear, almost, with, like, green paint splattered throughout it. It's, like, a really clever, cool way of doing it. But then Steph pointed out the downside to me, which was the the pricing of things. Now, yes, you have that that used sort of swapping culture on most of the, the cheaper vinyls, but it's the newer stuff, the stuff that's still sealed. The prices have gone up. Yeah, but if you compare the quality of old vinyl to modern vinyl, like modern mm. vinyl's a lot thicker, mm-hmm. and it just sounds a lot better. A lot of old vinyl was poorly pressed. Yep, yep. Because, like, you, you know, buying vinyl secondhand can be quite hit and miss as far as audio quality is concerned it, it is risky I mean I bought a Boney M album which didn't play properly yeah <sighs> but I mean when, when I was in Tembi uh, I popped into a, a record shop and I bought Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction this phenomenal album mm. £20 the yeah. most I've probably ever spent on a single I'd say album. it probably holds a lot of value compared to a lot of other things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, don't be wrong, I, I, I definitely got my money's worth out of it and I'll continue yeah. to get my money's worth but it makes listening to music almost an event because it's so easy now to just turn on your phone go to the music app hit shuffle and you'll have a random song there but it makes it into an event of opening up the vinyl putting the, the disc uh, the disc <laughs> putting it like putting it actually onto the record player you know make sure you got the right speed that sort of thing hit and play and then you have to flip the side yeah. and you consciously listen to a whole album yeah and you sit back and you enjoy it and it was that kind of culture that brought like the the concept album the whole idea yeah. of having a structure to your album and some of them are bad some of them are good I mean you were telling me about Queens of the Stone Age with the whole yeah. story behind their album yeah. about the, one of them albums being the Song for the Deaf album yeah where it's like one single car journey yeah and he, the guy's changing the radio station, so each song is almost like a different genre. Oh, yeah. That, that's quite cool. Um, and you can imagine that was done with, you know, that was probably a callback to something older. But, I mean, I'm not a huge music buff, but I feel like it, it helped me enjoy some little niches and little things that I wouldn't have otherwise. So I think vinyl, for me, is a really important comeback. And not for the hipster side of things, almost. I mean... The fact that hipsters are into it means that it's more readily available. Yes. Like the the company I work for, which we can't mention, they a year ago sold no record players. They now sell about fifteen in our store alone. So you know, it's good. Boom. It's fine. As I mentioned, my only problem with vinyls return is that about eighteen months ago, I was able to pick up a brand new vinyl for about thirteen, fourteen pounds, and now I. Now there's a Mastodon one out at the end of the month, which is going to cost £27. It's good, though, because a lot of the new ones give you digital download codes. Yeah. So you do have that. But there's been a massive price hike since the marketing's oh, yeah. gone up. And it's been horrible for me, but I'm quite happy to see other people get involved in it. For, yeah. for genuine reasons, not just because they like the idea of it. What other genuine reason? Like, like yourself, just like getting into music again, listening to music differently. 
and things like that. So that mean we can like trade vinyl now. We we have we have been trading vinyl. Yeah. But I mean, the, even just a little amusement of we listen to Totem Terrors, and then we listen to it at a different speed, <laughs> and we got like almost an completely different experience. But it was still really good. Yeah. They went from sort of like really fast-paced punk to like a slower rhythmic, almost metal. And it was kind of cool. Like they're just obviously that's odd playing around with just speeds and stuff. But still, I just I found it quite enjoyable. I'm sure some vinyl buff is going to tell me how it's <laughs> terrible to do that. It'll damage the record. But you know who who cares? And yeah, I occasionally scratch the disc. You know, like a DJ <laughs> scratch that record. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> what what? You'd be the weirdest. <laughs> no, okay, but DJ get, Ray Ray. You get what I mean? I, I think it's quite quite nice. And right now, my vinyl player is packed away just because of space. But when I do find a place to put it back out again, I really look forward to it. Yeah, you're looking around the living room right now, looking for a place. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really. It'd probably be the bedroom. Top of the fridge. I oh, know that's not gonna work. It'd probably be the bedroom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that for me. Yeah, it's mine. R-rated cool. films and vinyl. Very nice. Things that were really big and. The 80s, no, actually CDs are coming by the 80s, didn't they? They're coming, but they weren't massive, as massively popularised. Hmm. I'd say probably it was a lot more cassettes and vinyl at the start of the 80s. Mm-hmm. At the start of the 80s. Jesus, okay. <laughs> God damn them 80s. Stefano Milicano Hughes, what is your choice? Um, <laughs> so, so my comeback is, uh, it's an actual football one, because I'm cool. Football crazy, chocolate mad. <laughs> Grab a power pod and play football, football with the lads. It was going to be. Power pod. <laughs> 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 Such a good callback. I f***ing love it. Oh. Right, go on. It was going to be Rocky Four because that's the greatest comeback in any film ever. Uh, but it's actually, I'm waiting for you two to cut in and you haven't done it yet. Just actually more off-putting than you two actually cutting in. I'm glad we've got that kind of fear in him mm. that whatever we do... We've ascended beyond the need to do it. <laughs> yeah. See, it's almost like some sort of domestic violence relationship. Oh, God. I walk past you and you flinch. <laughs> fear me. You're getting him on a short leash now because he's moving in with you as well. I'm not a dominant person, really. But Steph's it's... even less dominant, <laughs> so by default, <laughs> you are dominant. You're very easy to overpower. Yeah. Sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Steph. What is your choice? Uh, right, so You're my... just scrolling up and down the Wikipedia page repeatedly right <laughs> trying now. Trying to find out who scored. <laughs> well, you wow. can probably tell me who scored. Um, uh, Hang so on, let me you... say what it is first. Sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, so, my... <laughs> your... <laughs> Wait, uh, just to... For all the listeners out there, and you hear laughing, Ray was eating pussy in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Just opened up a can of pussy. Okay, Steph, what is it? Ray had his hand angel back out. <laughs> pussy hand angel. Do you know what? When we move away from this place, uh, as in not the, not the topic, <laughs> I mean the building, the location, I'm going to talk candidly about our upstairs neighbours. <laughs> There's going to be so much material. TLC season three, you're going to love it. In fact, drop us a Patreon pound just uh, to help finance to make sure that happens. <laughs> like that, that's good, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Season three. The abuse season. <laughs> it's not the abuse season, it's... I've been living under the thumb and the rest of their bodies of two very annoying people who I'll talk about. When we move. Or if they move. Or if they move. But they're probably not going to. No. They're embedded in, like, ticks in the <laughs> flat above. <laughs> Stefano Milicano Hughes. What is it? Well, <laughs> they're anything like ticks. The way to get rid of them is fire. Mm. Through fire and flames. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm becoming Steph here. Steph, what is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my comeback is... It's just a shout out for you, Scousers, just so I'm going to acknowledge it this one time and then we can move on from it. It's that one night in Istanbul, which... Istanbul, 2005? There we go. Which even my mum's partner, who is a Scouse, will bring up in every opportunity you'll ever need to bring that up in. Danny, are you aware of the one night in Istanbul? I've heard of it. Basically, it was 12 years ago. We need to point that out quite dramatically to everyone. 12 years ago. Uh, Champions League 
final, Liverpool versus AC Milan. Liverpool, the underdogs. <coughs> AC Milan, probably the best team in Europe at the time, with the most potent attacking force at the time, probably as well. With Shevchenko. And Crespo. He's passed it. He wasn't at the time, it was 2005. Pa- it was 12 years ago. He passed it past your keeper twice. <laughs> okay, Bill there, you see, you've assisted me in that one. That was good. You should <laughs> Crespo Josh- I don't like it. Crespo Josh- <laughs> Josh- This is so rehearsed. He's been planning these plans all day. <laughs> this is why you've been quite sudden and withdrawn today. Do you reckon he just has like a whiteboard in his room and it's just all these like puns that he's connected together? <laughs> like a conspiracy theory. If you mention a particular topic, you can break into like a good seven in a row. <laughs> what happened last week when like you turned up for work and I was just chewing, chewing him like really menacingly? What was like last week? Beatnik. I was like, it was like last Wednesday, and I was like chewing, chewing gum. Oh no, that's it. I hadn't like eaten or drunk or anything. And I had like down a cup of coffee really quickly, and I started chewing some chewing gum. And I was like Charlie from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, you don't remember this, do you? No, uh, yeah, yeah, the the post office scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's in the post room. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was on a very jumpy, Pepe Sylvia. Yeah. I was on a massive you. caffeine high and sugar high from like the chewing gum and the coffee and like Ray was like how's it going on I was just like this needs to be done this this needs to be done this this needs to be done this <laughs> it was, was great going, I was going around the place politing it and that, that bloody that bloody scene in Always Sunny is so good and like I was reading about it and the meaning behind the names I can't remember what Pepe Sylvia was but Carol um, is, is care of so he was seeing care of on all these letters <laughs> and like he thought it was a conspiracy because Carol doesn't exist and he was like care of HR like Carol from HR doesn't exist so I love that show brilliant stuff anyway so AC Milan versus Liverpool Champions League Cup final Liverpool end up losing at half time 3-0 now if you're going at 1-0 it's like it's okay if you're going at 2-0 there's a bit of hope if you're going at 3-0 you're basically lost yeah and the 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 stadium that the fans went flat I think before at sort of sort of 44th minute just before half time hit in yeah there was a a feeling of we've we've spent thousands of pounds to come out here to Turkey to see our team get embarrassed in front of the world I mean football is watched by millions way more than the NFL NHL or the sort of American front like you know sports yeah. so it's it's huge and to see your team just completely capitulate like that it was devastating indeed and then something happens at half time so something well no something happens at half time Liverpool fans actually started chanting you'll never walk alone in a really magical moment and, and which they could hear from the dressing room apparently and it spurred them on but there's a very particular Rafa Benitez speech that he did during it as well he said Stephen Gerrard tell them what to do Tell them what you mean, Dre. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Go on. What, what do you tell them, Ray? Because I'm not. I don't know the the speech. Like it's not. It's not like it's tattooed on my chest or something. They shall find them on the beaches. <laughs> it was like the Sir Alex Ferguson just going. It's Spurs for fuck's sake and walk out of the room. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, but there's there's uh, a film made about it, like a, yeah. a short film. And it's got Stephen Gerrard making a cameo in it as himself. And he is terrible at acting as himself. <laughs> the man is an amazing midfielder. He bosses a team around. The man cannot act like himself <laughs> for 10 minutes on camera. He even knows. though he does it for 90 minutes <laughs> for about 15 years consistently. So they come out in the second half and Jersey Dudek makes a fantastic save. Two fantastic saves. Well, one of them kicks straight at his face. And... Um, <laughs> It is. It is literally straight out. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and from there, there's really Spurs. Liverpool, uh, yeah, Spurs. Um, yeah, Spurs. What did Spurs What's come nickname? on in the second Liverpool. half? Right, yeah. <laughs> That's how it happened. Uh, and really Spurs Liverpool on. And they end up drawing the match 9-0. Na- what? <laughs> what? What? Fucking <laughs> hell. So, okay. That's and not... Drawing. <laughs> oh, you spat on my hand, you little... <laughs> okay, so it... It starts. So I was thinking of 90th minute. I got the word nine in. It the starts time. like because the, the actual comeback doesn't happen until a bit later on. Um, yeah. Sixty something minute, I think. It's a, Reece, a John on Reese across. Stephen Gerrard, the captain, headers it in. It's a really good header, and that starts it all off. Then Vladimir Smisa scores a goal from just outside the box, and then there's a, a penalty, which is still disputed to this day whether it was Stephen Gerrard being felled by. Dive. It wasn't really. Kind of was. But there was enough contact. Nowadays, that'd be considered a stone cold penalty. Yeah. Back then, it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, that, that was. And then um, 
on the second attempt, Xabi Alonso smashed it in 3 3. <laughs> and then they won on penalties. So then the match went to penalties, and it was actually a massive comeback because I remember watching that game and I remember quitting at like half time. I just turned the game off. And my mate, well, one of my best mates at the time was a Liverpool fan, and I rung him at half time and I was like, Your team suck. And I put the phone down. <laughs> And he rung me half an hour later going, we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And I told him to f*** off. And I turned the, f- and I turned the match back on. It was as Alonso knocked in the penalty, uh, the rebound. And I was like, they might actually do this. And they did. It was actually fantastic. It's probably justifiable that you still talk about it 12 years later. But still. I, I, watching that as a fan, I was already a, a fan at the time. Um, mm. I, I sort of started 2004, maybe 2003 uh, with Morientes front. And uh, yeah, oh, yeah but, but that really cemented sort of. Yeah, a boy with this, Danny. Yeah, sorry. You're like you're visibly yawning. I wasn't. I was hiding it. <laughs> hiding it. But I mean, it, it's it, it had like lots of little stories in the match itself. Harry Kuehl, who had worked really hard in the matches leading up to the final, got injured very early on. I mean, he was injury prone, but it was devastating for him. Minutes into this final, to be like, okay, you're off. You're done now. That's it. That's sad. And then to watch his team completely fall apart and then rebuild themselves over the space of 90 minutes is beautiful. The greatest, One of the greatest comebacks ever. One Except for three, alongside Vinyl and Rocky Fall. I was going to say Radar Films, but... <laughs> and that pretty much wraps it up, folks. Uh, we're going to end here because it's on about 59 minutes. I think I'm going to edit this tomorrow alongside a lot of other things I'm doing. I want to keep it pretty, pretty brisk. Even though it's going to be about a good 50 minutes, maybe 45. Yeah. Boom. So it's pretty much into it there. Nice. So as I said at the start of the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes, give us a review, follow us on SoundCloud, chat to us on Facebook. Give us some money. Yep, and maybe donate a little bit on Patreon if you can. If you can. One dollar a month is fine. It's like, what, ATP at the moment? So it's, yeah. Um, but we really appreciate it because that does help with the hosting costs with SoundCloud. Uh, we no longer have a website because it was unnecessary cost. It's just something I wanted to make because I was bored. It's still there. It's not anymore. Is it not? No. no. It says it's like banned or something. Like this. <laughs> yes. This, um, Make it sound like we did something really bad. Good. Yeah, this address is banned. Let me just check really quickly. Oh, that's awesome. Banned. Banned from the internet. No, I was just thinking, like, whatever happened to our news van? Oh, I like, we, we I lost got... it somewhere between season one and two. It's, it's gone to a spot of news. We, we had to sell it. I got, I got... <laughs> With the fax machine as well. I got Cleopatra instead. That's a bit more like of a high-tech news van. Oh, it's not doing it anymore. It did have a, a sort of a, quite a funny message that came up, but now it's just a, a blank space. Oh. It's a shame. Blank space. Mm. So, yeah, do do those things that I said. <laughs> <laughs> do them now. Do it. That's pretty much it. I've been Ray Houston. Danny Crane's been here too. Steph Hughes has been here also. Say goodbye, guys. Tura. Adios, amigos. Bye. Adios. Wow. Oh, I'm actually going to finish this time because usually like, I'm halfway through a sentence. Where-